Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. So, France is out of the Euros. Mbappe missed the penalty. And you wanted to talk to me about Mbappe. So, I'm really curious to see what you have to say about him. So, I mean, this is not the the main point. But he did not have a great Euro. And I'm not even talking about the missed penalty shot. He just, I mean, he wasn't really spectacular. He had some decent flashes, but I actually thought he was a bit underwhelming. He looked like a 22-year-old playing for France in his first major tournament. Right? Was this really his first major tournament he didn't play two years ago? No, it wasn't, but that's my point, right? He looked, he looked like a kid playing at the highest level for the first time. Yeah. Right? You could see the talent, you could see the pace, the skill, but the composure was not there. It looked like the experience was not there, but he clearly is experienced. So something was off with him. And yeah, he just had a bad tournament, but he's, I mean, he's only 22, right? So I'm wondering if what's off with him is like, again, to your point, he's 22. Can he, you know, all the speculation about his future, uh, that's got to be playing with him. Like he's not a veteran. He's, he's, you know, in his head, he's got to be thinking, you know, he's looking for a big payday. He doesn't know where to go, what to do. Like, I don't know, maybe that was part of it. And I'm not even talking about the missed penalty shot, which, by the way, he looked like he was going to miss walking up. Oh, totally. I, I think the whole world knew he was going to miss. You know, <laughs> it was written in the stars that he was going to miss that penalty. So, I mean, now that he's out of the tournament, I've actually, you know, and, and now you can actually start talking about real, where is he going? Now negotiations can really happen, you know, a bit more... Uh, more in force than while the tournament's going on. I actually started thinking about, you know, obviously we'd love him to end up at Liverpool, but I'm actually thinking more and more about it. I don't see that he has many other places to go right now. And I know that sounds super weird, but I actually, I mean, I always thought him coming to Liverpool was a super long shot, but I'm actually starting to think if I had to pick a favorite, it would have to be Liverpool at this point. So not that I disagree with you, but what would favor Liverpool over Man City say? Okay, so this is a show your work exercise. So um, I look at it like, um, I'm just looking at, we can narrow down the clubs that he can go to. So, I mean, obviously in Italy, it's Juventus. They don't have the money. They're all automatically out. Um, in Germany, it's only Bayern Munich. I can't imagine them throwing that much money at him. That's not how they operate. So they're out. In Spain, it's uh, Real and Barcelona. And in the Premier League, realistically, it's Man City and Liverpool. Are we agreed? There's really only four teams he could go to. Why not Chelsea? Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, I guess he could go, but they'd have to sell their 600 young forwards. Like, that would be just a... a... I know, but do they? Would they have to sell them? (sighs) To afford them, probably. and, And also, to be fair, Chelsea has a remarkable way of recouping money on their players. Remind me who's coaching Chelsea? And where did he coach before? Oh, speaking of which, so what was their relationship like back there? Couldn't have been that good if he didn't want to resign. Hmm, Interesting. That's So the way I kind of look at it is, um, Mbappe, so, so let's be clear. PSG is run by oil money. It is unlimited they don't even care about playing by financial fair play. They would have backed up, forget the Brinks truck, they would have backed up buses load of money. The fact that he hasn't signed there 
and I'm sure they've thrown every number at him, means I actually am not sure he wants to stay. Either he wants a new challenge, he doesn't like the way the team is going, he doesn't like the coaching. I mean, you know, under under the previous coach he didn't sign, He news coming out, he's not interested in signing right now for the new guy. I mean, they're both great coaches, but he just doesn't seem to want to sign. And frankly, I'm super hopeful there was something lost in translation. But the the little speech about the owner that, you know, he belongs to PSG and he's not going anywhere. He will sign money like, ooh, that sounded like crazy possessive girlfriend stuff. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm going with crazy possessive girlfriend as opposed to like kind of slave ownership talk because... I'm again, I'm hoping it was very like taken out of context or, or lost in translation. Um, but I just, I get the feeling he doesn't want to be there. He hasn't signed and he had every opportunity to. Like, do you get no. any feeling like he wants to be there? No. I I think that Mbappe and his close-knit um, set of advisors, family, whatever, and his own career trajectory, I think he he has his next 10 years clearly mapped out ideally, and that ultimately involves ending up at Real Madrid. But at 22, I think he's wise enough to know that he can afford to detour somewhere else, a step above the the French League, and perhaps on par with, with uh, the Spanish League. Um, so the Premier League would be the obvious choice. And to your point, there's really... So there's really just... F- f- well three teams that are realistically um, in the running and I'll include Manchester United, but it's not going to happen because they have their own issues there. But so that leaves Liverpool, Man City. And uh, we all know that he is looking forward or he would like the opportunity to work under Klopp. And so it is a match made in heaven. The only, the only stumbling block is, is um, the financial aspect, right? So, so so speaking of financial, Let's let's start knocking clubs off. So Barcelona, not even remotely close. They're a billion dollars in debt. Not going to happen. The next one is Real Madrid that you said he does want to end up at. Can it be now? Not, I mean, not really. Because Barcelona is a billion dollars in debt and everybody's like, oh my God. Barcelona is like 70% of the way there. You mean Real? Uh, sorry, Real is like six, seven hundred million dollars in debt too. What does that mean, though? Because they're still going to sign players. But right? they, but signing players is one thing. Signing a guy um, who is going to cost a lot of money, I don't think they can do right now. Okay, like I think they need a uh, two years, three years, four years, something of some financial tightening to be able to get back into the big signing game, like the um, Super League. Like, yeah. So, so again, why did the Super League, you know, appealing to them? They need the money right now. Right. And I mean, frankly, even look at something as simple as Genie. Genie was there on a free. So you can sign him to a big contract, like three years, four years, or whatever he wants at whatever weekly rate. It's still a bargain simply because you didn't have to pay any transfer fee for a guy his quality. They kept hemming and hawing and trying to negotiate price with him. To the level where PSG just came in, offered him a ton of money, and he said, sure. So he wanted to go there, and they wouldn't even give him the money to do it. To me, that means their money situation is not as good as it has been in the past. Because in the past, they throw money at a guy like Genie, no problem, right? Like he wants to go there, 
we'll take them. Come on. So I look at them and I say, I don't think the money right now in three, four years. Yes. Not right now, which brings us back to the premier league. Um, legitimately, you know, man city. I don't know if you were in Bappe, would you want to go to man city? No, the, o- the only reason why he may have looked at that is if Liverpool hadn't qualified for the, the Champions League. So since we did, it now immediately puts us in the frame. But again, my question is, for the past year or, or a couple of years, you've been insisting that Liverpool doesn't have the money to spend on players like Mbappe. So I, I'm interested to to hear what either what has changed or why you see that differently now. So before I get to that, let me just ask. Do you think what's happened to Raheem Sterling plays in, in his head or not at all? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think players, I think, I don't think players look at other players and, 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 and think, oh, okay, that might happen to me. I mean, I think he, he has enough confidence in himself. And if he's not interested in going to Man City for footballing reasons, then it will have nothing to do with any existing footballers there. Right. So he probably just thinks, yeah, perhaps my style and Pep's don't quite blend together. Or uh, perhaps I, I, I want to play for a, a team with a little bit more history and, and tradition. Ironically, PSG doesn't have much of that. But um, anyway. So so coming back to Liverpool, why would it work after I've said forever in a day that they don't have money? So the answer is they actually didn't have money. Um and it all comes back to the the I'm not going to call it a sale of 10% of the team. Um really what it was it was an investment in the team. So the money that was paid for the 10% that Liverpool gave up was not taking 10% away from John Henry. It was actually putting, it was actually buying and putting the money into the team. So the team is actually now flush with cash. Part of that, of course, is going to offset um, the the COVID losses. But you're talking maybe a couple hundred million there and they got a whole lot more. So the other side is, I mean, if you, if you look at... Um, why, you know, if you look at why the sale was made, Liverpool is valued at two to $3 billion right now. Um, John Henry has given interviews and he's talked about, it and he's basically said the expectation is for the team to gain value till they're about 5 billion. So selling 10% of it is actually a really smart play. If you can get them up to that level, right? I mean, if they go from two to 3 billion to 5 billion, Sure, giving up 10% is a brilliant move. So from that point of, of view, it makes a lot of sense that they would have sold a, a, a piece of the team. So now we have a case where Liverpool have money. What are they going to do with the money? And we come back to what did we talk about, I don't know, a year ago when Liverpool signed the deal with Nike. It's all about how many jerseys they can push out the door. And I mean... No matter how you look at it, Mbappe sells jerseys. Right. Mbappe has a great name. He's exciting. If you can get more people to buy. So I think I think what it is is Liverpool gets 30% of jersey sales, something like that. I think so. So, you know, if you're talking, you sell a million jerseys, you know, and these jerseys are not cheap, you're making back a whole lot of your money every year. And frankly, Mbappe is going to push a lot more jerseys than Hendo right now. Yeah, and he 
he has his own. So I think he's personally sponsored by Nike too, right? He is. So there's all types of other permutations and percentages that are at play here. So it's a win-win, win-win-win for Liverpool, Nike, and Mbappe. Yeah, and, and the other thing that we don't know about is, was there any conversation between Nike and Liverpool about, hey, you know what, we're going to sign this deal, but we want you to bring in a big player. Right. Right. I mean, if you're going to sign a deal where you don't take 80 million up front, you only take 30 or 40 or whatever they took, you need to have some sort of long-term plan to bump up those jersey sales. Right. That's the only way the deal makes sense. So in my mind, here's how I look at it. They make a, a deal for jerseys where you lose 30 to 50 million up front from what you could have gotten. That means you have to make it back somewhere else. And they've done nothing to do that yet. Then you get a huge influx of cash, which is frankly now just sitting on the books. And you've got a guy like Mbappe who frankly doesn't seem to want to sign for PSG. It just makes too much sense for me at this point that there wouldn't be a really strong push to get him. And and frankly, I don't see how if he's not going to resign for PSG, they have to sell him. They can't let him get to January and sign on a free. Okay, so how about the wages? Because I hear some very astronomical numbers. I, I, so when Holland was doing his little tour of, of all the clubs and, and pushing himself out there, I was hearing stupid numbers like six, 600,000 pounds a week. And so I'm curious, do you know how much Mbappe is currently making and how that compares to our our players? Ooh, I actually don't know, but I can find out. I've heard the number 400. Uh, he makes 18 million euro a year. Okay, so divide that by Which two. is a lot. So I, I think he would be the top earner on Liverpool. I think that's clear. But, you know, maybe, maybe that's something we can do. Maybe we can break the, the system that we have right now to bring him in. I mean, if there was a guy to break the, the salary system, wouldn't he be the guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I've heard, and again, I haven't seen any of this, right? But I've I've heard it mentioned that players like Salin, perhaps Van Dyke, have clauses in their contracts that state that they they will be the highest earners. So if, if you offer another player a certain amount, then you have to immediately negotiate their contracts. I mean, that's Salen possible. But I'm not sure about Van Dyke, but I've, I've, I've heard that. So that that could also play into the reasons why they're hesitating on offering Sala a new contract, or perhaps they're trying to remove that clause or trying to, trying, to, trying to figure all that out. I mean, you know what I would say? They just gave Van Dyke a new contract, right? Like how long ago? Very recently. Mm-hmm. I got to believe they had in their mind that they were going to run out and try to get a superstar. Again, I think I think the progression of um, you know this where you you change the whole way your jerseys are sold and how you make money off them. You go out, you get a big investment from someone um, to potentially get new players. Like I I, I don't think it's just about we're going to continue getting into Champions League. I think this has to be about we got to put a name on the back of our jersey that's just going to sell you know through the roof, right? And and that's that's just the feeling that I get. And and the other thing is, I think you you said it is Klopp. I think 
Um, you know, Mbappe is a very good player. You know, from what I've seen, I mean this this World Cup or this Euro, notwithstanding, he's a he's a top player, but he's definitely got room to grow. He needs a coach to help him grow, and I think Klopp is that guy. And I don't know if I've seen a whole ton of growth for him in the last year or two at, at PSG. Definitely not. So, okay, so we've talked about the, the the financial aspect. Now, how about the footballing aspect? What does that do to our current team? I mean, lack of a better way of putting it, money's got to go. I mean, they they share the same spot, and frankly. I think, you know, uh, Mane is is similar in a lot of ways to Mbappe, but just nowhere near as, you know, explosive and and, you know, no no, not the upside that Mbappe brings. I mean, I I I don't know. Would you keep Mane? I would keep them all if if they're willing to stay and and we don't have to sell them to recoup. Well, but don't forget, you still need to keep Jota happy. Oh yeah, no, but he knows. He already knows his 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 place. So he knows his age, and he knows that it's just a matter of time before at least two of the three will be completely phased out, right? So I'm I'm sure he'll be patient. Um, I don't see him. In fact, I don't want him to be a starter because, as good as he is, I think we can do better in terms of a starting position. He's not quite there yet. But maybe in a in a season he will be. Um, yeah. So footballing wise, do you do you think that we would have to shift any of Mania Sala in order to accommodate Mbappe for financial reasons first, and then we can talk about football? So financial reasons, uh, with the influx of money um, from the ten percent. Um, investment, no, okay. but I think we would need to sell for financial fair play because is that, if is that still a thing though? Honestly, like I don't even know. I'm looking at the the financials that are being put out by these teams, and just like, oh my god, like I just don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, if Man City is planning to spend two, which I think is fake news, but if they're planning to spend two hundred million pounds on. Grealish and Kane, then we should be able to spend whatever we want to or not. Yeah, like, again, I have looked at their financials and I can tell you I don't even need to look at anything beyond them to know there's a lie. There's lies there. Like any accountant worth his salt would look at that and be like, yeah, I can tell you all of this stuff that you've under expensed. No question. Um, so, I, I mean, to your to your point, I don't, I don't know if financial fair play is a thing anymore. I mean, you know, the person who leaked the Man City documents to the newspaper, you don't leak documents if the club hasn't done something wrong. Right. Right. There's no like, oh, I'm going to leak this document to show how nice the club is. Like, that's not the point. So obviously they did something wrong. And frankly, they didn't get punished for it. So, you know, why even bother pretending? Unfortunately, only the Wolves got punished, right? That's kind of a joke. But anyway, um, so I... I mean, I think he'd have to go. His salary isn't that high, though. He's not one of the top earners. I think he earns well money, but I don't think he's a top earner. But I think he would have to go just from a transfer fee uh, how much point of view. Get for him, honestly. One, given his recent form, number two, the pandemic realities. Do you think we could even get fifty for him? See, that's what I was thinking. That that's probably the highest we can even hope for. 
Um, who would pay 50? That's the thing. Nobody outside of England, France, or Germany. I was thinking Germany. Byron. Yeah. Yeah. But would they want him? But I don't think they need him. I mean, they have enough attacking talent. They really do. I mean, if if PSG Dortmund, would make the most sense. Well, look, I mean, if PSG turned around and said, give us money and some money for Mbappe, I think <laughs> the money's gone before the phone is put down. <laughs> like I don't I, uh, come on if they'll take if they'll take Sadio so say they charge us 150 and they give us 50 for Mane so we're paying 100 plus Mane for Mbappe you do that deal you know seven days a week and twice on Sunday right like wouldn't you do that in a heartbeat yeah because also don't forget in in three or four years whenever you know Mbappe has decided he's ready to move on he wants to go to Real or Barcelona you know, the pandemic will be over. We'll be back to financial insanity. And he'll only be 25 or 26. We'll still we'll be able to sell him for way more than 150. No, yeah. I I've I've yeah. I, I you don't yes or no? No, no. I I mean after after what's happened this past year, um I have a hard time looking that far out and assuming it's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true who knows what's going to happen in four yeah, or five so years that's where my mind was going but, but um, like what about I, I understand what you mean i mean he's he is he's a clear investment at that age it's it, it's a no-brainer yeah so i know you said that players don't look at other players so as an example he wouldn't look at what you know what happened in, in man city but if, say, he was looking at Liverpool, would he look at a guy like Alexander-Arnold or even Curtis Jones and be like, you know what, these guys do bring young guys along well? Would he think that? I think he'd be looking more at Mane Salah, right? Who's to say he, they, they unlock these guys' true exactly. potential. Yeah, because they came in when they were... Well, Mane came in at 23, Salah, I think, was 24-ish. And, I mean, they just turned into... that. That's one thing Liverpool has historically been able to do. We create superstars. Somehow, you know, players come to our our club and they become world class, and then when they leave, they they lose that again. You know, there's just something about playing for Liverpool that turns you into a genuine star. Sorry, which, what was that he, about Coutinho? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, I I couldn't resist. That's exactly who I was thinking. Now, I mean, he he's already a star. That's the only thing I would say. However, his game still needs to be polished. So he already has the name. Um, I can't think of any other player that we've bought at that age that was already seen as being top five in the world. Yeah, I, I got to say, I don't think we've ever gone and gotten a guy at the top or in the top five or top 10 in the world. That's not really what we do. Like, even if you look at Van Dyke, I mean, Van Dyke was clearly a, stu a stud on defense, but nobody was talking about him as the runaway top defender in the world. Yeah, exactly. It it was still seen as potential. At that well, I mean, wouldn't that be an even better example for Mbappe? We yeah. went out and got a guy who, frankly, was great, but just great. That's that's what he was, and we turned him into the ultimate top of the food chain mm -hmm. guy. I mean, again, right? So, as an example, take a look at who we're talking about. You look at a team like uh, Man City or Chelsea. Have they done that? Can you think of guys on their team that went there when they were younger and really exploded? Well, some would argue Sterling or Silva, 
but I wouldn't necessarily argue for them. Well, I mean, the other thing I would say about Chelsea is they went out and got a whole bunch of young, really good attackers. And frankly, all of them have to some degree disappointed. Yeah. The other thing about Liverpool too is we we have proven that we, we, we can compete for the Champions League, not just under club, but just in general, right? So in the past 15 years, we've reached four Champions League finals. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? It is. And I mean, if you want to win one, you can't go to Man City. I think that's been proven. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just taking shots right and, right and left. I'm loving it. This is what the off-season does. My stress has gone down, and now I can actually yeah. enjoy the game. Exactly. So, um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, is it a gimme that he's going to come? No, I suspect that um, that PSG is going to put the, the full-court press. They're going to offer more and more money. But it very much feels from kind of what's happened um, that I, I just I just think Mbappe is looking at this and saying, I've done everything I can at PSG. And if I want my name to blow up, it's got to be somewhere out, outside of the French League. And Yeah, he, 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 he just wants a higher profile. Right? And, and at the moment, there's no higher profile than EPL. Exactly. I think I think every player would wish to be able to play in the EPL at some point in their careers, given the exposure that it has and the tradition. Well, I would say the exposure right now, I mean, you look at a guy like Messi and he played in Spain and he always wanted to play in Spain. But that, I think, was at a time before the EPL had really exploded the way it has now. I mean, in terms of looking at TV revenue and international audiences, the EPL is far away Um getting more viewership and more money than the Spanish league or the German league or anybody else. And that speaks a lot to, you know, broadcasters are not paying silly money. They're paying money for what's being watched and it's clearly the EPL being watched. So, I mean, frankly, if I was an advisor to, to Mbappe, I'd even say, don't go to Real or Barcelona. They, they won't give you the exposure you want. Are they big clubs? Sure. Do they have lots of followers? Sure. But you're not going to get the same viewership going to those clubs. I think the EPL is where it's at right now. Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see where Holland ends up because his advisors are probably telling him the exact same thing. And his his game is well suited for the EPL. So it, it's it's too bad that if we get Mbappe, then someone else will get Holland. I don't know. I've watched Holland, and I'm not super sold on the guy. I mean, he's a good finisher, but you'd think for a guy that tall, he'd be able to head a bit better. He doesn't have many head goals. Again, he has room to improve, right? I don't know. We said that about Joe Gomez, and he hasn't learned to head a ball. No, but it's different. I mean, Joe Gomez is actually afraid of the ball. (laughs) (laughs) He really is. (laughs) I think Haaland probably just doesn't spend enough time heading the ball because he's really good with his feet. And that's why we shouldn't be selling Nat Phillips because Nat Phillips will teach everyone to not be afraid of the ball. (laughs) Just be afraid of him, not the ball. The ball's never going to hurt you, but Nat Phillips might in the air. (laughs) So, I mean, if, if I told you right now, the only change, okay, so we got Konate, that's done. The only other change we make this summer is we sell Mane and we get Mbappe. Would you be okay with that? I mean, knowing we probably could use someone in the midfield. 
we could use someone in the midfield, or we could just hope that all of our midfielders don't get injured, right? And and keep in mind that we will be selling Shaq, and we will be selling Phillips, and we will be selling you know a variety of guys. Yeah, um, if if we get Mbappe, and even if we have to lose Mane, I'm okay with our midfield. Um, I don't want to see. Well, I would like Gruwich to be given a chance. So, so I'm okay selling Shaq. I'm okay selling Wilson. I'm okay selling. I'm even okay sending Harvey Elliott on loan for another season. Oh no, no, no! He can't go on loan. If we get he's, Mbappe, he's gotta he's gotta be given a chance. He's proven it. I think if you send him again, you might turn him off. That would be my thing. I think a loan still makes sense, but I think he's earned the right to get a shot, and he should only be sent on loan if he says, "Look." I want to go on loan. Otherwise, I think you have to give him his shot. The other one that I was just thinking is we have another forward. He's a forward in my mind is Ox because he did not look good in the midfield last year, but he actually seemed to spark up a bit in the midfield or sorry, in the forward. Yeah, but do we, would we need another? Well, actually we, yeah, sorry. You asked me the question if I'd be happy with that. I think we need a striker. Because Firmino is not yeah, flicking he, on properly anymore. What's what's up with that? <laughs> and clearly, Mbappe's not a striker either. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, man. At least you know what I criticize Salah and his poor penalty shots all day long. I will say, I mean, they're not good. You look at look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He could tell the keeper where it's going, and it doesn't matter. It's got power, and it's perfectly placed. Salah does stuff that I totally disagree with, but at least he scores. So, I mean, say what you will, at least Salah's scoring, and Mbappe, like, I don't know what that was. I feel bad for the guy. So, I would... If if we had to sell one of the front three, I would... Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't even sell any of them. I would keep them all and then put Salah in, this, in the middle, put uh, Firmino on the bench, and then move to the right. <laughs> No, but for me, no, in the stands. I don't want him on the bench anymore, man. I'm like, I'm done with him. He's just not shown much. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And and then just have them interchange, right? And then you also have Joto as well. What uh, do you think of Ox as a facilitator in the middle? The few times that I've seen him in that position, I think, again, we, we've talked about Klopp's overcoaching. I think he was trying too hard to play to instruction that... He, he, um, the game just passed him by, so yeah, yeah he, he he could possibly do it if he has if he's allowed a few games back to back in that position. But can we really afford that? I don't know. Well, I guess the other one is if you don't sell Shaq, he apparently can score. <laughs> I think yeah. he's shown that with the Swiss. I yeah. you know I actually wouldn't mind giving him a run of like two or three games as as the attacker and Ooh, see what Shaq. he does. Shaq, like in the center. I mean. The guy has great vision, will always make, you know, really intelligent passes and is a threat enough to shoot that he has to be covered. Unlike Firmino, who flicks and gives it away and will never take a shot on net. Like at least at least Shaq keeps defenses honest. So Klopp will have to do something because we've lost Genie and Firmino is probably not a starter anymore, so the 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 players that make us tick. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the whole engine. The whole team's gonna fall yeah. apart. What's left? Exactly. So he'll have to change. He'll have to change something. 
um, whether we stick with four three three or um, have two holding versus one holding. I don't know, but he'll have to change something. So you have Tiago and you have Fabinho in the middle. Henderson, if he's fit, then you have- Tiago, Fab, and Hendo in the middle. I mean, is just delightful. I I would love to have that game in and game out. What about Curtis Jones in the center position? Yes, actually, I keep forgetting about him. Because you know what I think, if I'm not mistaken, he actually came up as a striker, didn't he? Yeah, he came up, yeah, yeah. Um, well, not a number nine, but he, he came up as a forward. So I don't know, maybe there's something there for him too, instead of the converting him into a midfielder. Just, I mean, just an idea. I see him turning into someone like Jack Grealish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, he he has everything. So hopefully, hopefully he doesn't... Um, so back to the question. If we don't get anybody else, we only get Mbappe. I'm still and, okay. And take or give money. I don't think that's the deal breaker. Are you still okay with the summer? I'm still okay because, I mean, if if, if we get Mbappe, we've won the lottery. So if we have to just work with what we have, that's fine. Um, I think simply having him around will raise the other's game, in particular the forwards, to start putting the ball in the net, right? Well, you know what? I mean, if you're talking Salah, Mane, and Firmino, and behind them are Mbappe, Jota, and Elliot, I'm terrified to lose my job. Like, straight terrified. Exactly. Because you know any of the three of your backups could go on a streak like Jota started with us, right? Before he got injured, I mean, you couldn't deny him a spot by that point. If he hadn't gotten injured, he would have displaced one of the front three. There was no getting around it. So you got to know, Jota has the ability to displace you. Mbappe, obviously. Has displaced you. Has displaced you. Yes, it's it's in the past. And I would be worried about Elliot, frankly, because if he is on that line with, you know, a guy like, if, if you're looking at a front line, like, you know, instead of Salah, you put him in there and you've got Mbappe on the other side, like, Defenses are going to have to shade over to Mbappe and Elliot's going to have a run of the place. So I could very much, and he finishes too, which is something Salah's had a harder time. So it would be fun to enter the season with legitimately six forwards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, five, because Firmino's not legitimately a forward anymore, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I'll be more than okay with that. So to answer your question, yes, I, I'd be fine with that. I would still have loved a, a, another midfielder and striker, but for, in order to get Mbappe, I'm okay with that. And I think the bottom line to it is, if we do turn around and get Mbappe, I think it changes the Liverpool profile, frankly, uh, from a, a you know historic um, top-tier English team to a world-renowned, exciting, new fan bases everywhere team. And to me, that's really the allure of Mbappe. And that's why I think Liverpool have set themselves up in this position. Um, They might not say it, but I suspect there has always been some plan to get him to come ever since when he was, you know, before he went to PSG. They wanted him then. I think they saw where he was going to go. I think they still want him. They've just realized we'll have to pay a lot more. But the plan remains, and that would be my guess. So, again, I know it's it's crazy, and as a Liverpool fan, we always think we don't make, where we don't buy superstars, we make them. But I actually think this may be the first time in in a long time that I can recall that we're going to go out there 
get a top-notch player and hopefully Klopp can turn him into something even more. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.